What is going on, my beautiful people? What is going on? Thank you, thank you, thank you for everybody who tuned in to the 41st podcast episode. It was just kind of a push, you know, just a, just, just a little word to give you something. But this right here, this episode, it is very essential. It's very essential today for the parents out there of the teenage kids. If you have a teenage child, this is a very important episode for you. If you don't have a teenage child, it's still a very important episode because you will eventually have a teenage child. 42nd podcast episode, Priceless Motivation. Y'all make sure y'all follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I appreciate each and every one of you for listening. Check out this 42nd episode. Peace. What's going on, my beautiful people? What is going on? Here for you, I have the 42nd podcast episode. Talks with Prices Motivation. We are available on all platforms. Y'all make sure y'all go check it out. So tonight's episode, y'all know I started off, I got to tell y'all with each episode why I chose this topic and why is it essential or important in the moment. Um, It's essential for me tonight's episode because I work around kids and in doing so, I get to hear a lot of the ins and the outs of childhood thoughts and insights and inside the minds of teenagers and um preteens if you will so i get so much information and even though we are going through this pandemic they still keep in touch with me and they still let me know what's going on with them so i feel like um this is an essential episode because it's going on a lot is going on in the household with these children with other children you know, with your children, with my children. So it's important for us to keep our ear tuned in so we can know how to cater to them and what we need to give them for them to continue to move forward in life. So this episode right here, it is featuring my niece. Tell the people what's up, Jacaria. What's up? This is my niece. She is a teenager. She is about to be 14 years old. So she is 13. She is the Right at the stage where we started to get attitudes, we started to not want to listen, we want to do what we want to do, we think we love people, we think this, we do this, we do that. So it is a stage where um, communication is essential. So what I'm going to do, this episode will be from a teenage perspective. So what I would do, I would hit on different topics about things with parenting or things with finances or things with love or things with confidence. And she will tell me or give me her perspective from the teenage view on what she believes it should or should not be. Okay, you ready? You think you can do that? Yes, I can. So, all right. First things first. We're going to talk about parenthood. Um, you as a 13-year-old, what do you feel? What do you feel like you would change or you wouldn't change when it comes to parenting or somebody um, in a parenthood position and the things they instill upon you? What would you change or what wouldn't you change? For raising a child, I try to raise my child as neutral as I could. No, 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 no. Not 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 you raising a child. You this is your perspective. You are oh in the shoes. You you're the thirteen year old. I'm asking you from parenthood perspective, from you looking at how 
your parent does or your grandma or me, people around your parent, what's something that you would change? Like, what's something that you feel like, okay, as a parent, I feel like my mother should not holler at me. I feel um, like my mother should. I feel like something all of the adults I'm around could work on is their relationship and how their child feels about them. Because if you look at how their kids react to them, you can see this sort of fear. And people, and I don't, like my grandma said that, oh, you should fear your mama, you should fear your parent. I don't feel like if you're going to be in that type, if you're going to be in a serious mother-daughter relationship where you can trust your mama, you can talk to her about stuff, and you can just let go with her, you shouldn't be able, you shouldn't have this need to be like, oh, let me go and express how I feel about this, but let me not say this because I know that's going to So not next. fear, so you feel like, okay, like, say me. I talk to Courtney a lot. But I also know when that, when she need to be pop. So you feel like that we should, you feel like parents should not pop kids or whoop them? I don't, if a child does something out of the way, like what my little brother did yesterday, mm-hmm. yeah, they should get a whooping because that's something real, like that's a serious situation that can cause somebody like, somebody could have ended up in jail. Somebody could have got shot. Somebody could have got killed or kidnapped. That type of thing. Right. But if you did something, like, that isn't that big of a deal, and you know your child is going to cry no matter, like, if you chastise them, if you yell at them, if you even look at them wrong, that they're going to cry, and they always feel like, and they're already in this Oh, I'm in trouble. Let me just sit down and I said nothing. But is that how you Wait. you keep saying your child? I'm saying I'm yeah. getting your perspective. Okay, so you feel like when the child just put on the googly eyes, the mama should be like, "Okay, I'm not gonna pop her. I'm not gonna pop you because I feel like you can chastise a child verbally, but I don't think you could should just go all out with not a ever. belt, a pen, a switch. A shoe, a box. Or you feel like you shouldn't get... Everything is not caused for a whipping. Everything is not caused for a whipping. Because I feel like parents whip their kids way too much for stuff that... Okay, so what Courtney did today, do you think she should have got a whipping for that? Yeah, she should have got a whipping because that might not come out the carpet. Okay, so that's your perspective on whipping. Okay, so, okay, next. Especially... That's par- well, that's parenthood. What you say? What you was about to say? Especially if they, if you did, if you know you didn't raise them to do that, like if you know you didn't talk to your child about this and that and how to handle that situation, you shouldn't get mad when they go and do something. When they go into a situation, they don't know what to do, and you get mad at how. So you saying if a parent, if I didn't raise you that way, I can't. I don't need to get mad when you do do a certain yeah, thing yeah like you need to recognize that oh i didn't teach you what to do like when your period came so i can't get mad at you for using tissue instead of a pad right okay okay all right so with discipline from the 13 year old perspective what do you feel like are the best ways to discipline a 13-year-old, a teenage, what are the best ways to discipline a 13-year-old you feel like? 
far as taking away that game, whooping them, side, you know, putting them, whatever it is, what do you feel like would be the most effective way to discipline a 13-year-old child? I feel like grounding them would keep them, would be a pretty good punishment. Like, for me, I'm... I basically ground myself because I don't really leave the house. But for a normal teenager, teenagers like to go outside. They like to talk to their friends. They like to go and do this. And they like to go to the mall and they like to go shopping. So you just cut them off from their friends and be like, no, she can't come outside. No, she can't go. No, she can't do this. You can't go anywhere. Your curfew is 5 o'clock unless you have some some after-school activity. I feel like, because that's like the social butterfly type age. You know what I mean? So, teenage, okay. So, you feel like grounding a teenager should be good when they do anything. Just ground them. If they did something to get sent to alternative school, yeah, they need a whooping. But if you did something, oh, you got to arguing at school with another little girl about something stupid. You need a severe talking to and you get grounded. Okay. So. Alright. That makes sense. Okay. So that makes that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. So okay. Far as discipline. Far as parenthood. So as far as confidence. A teenager is coming into. A, you know. They coming into that world. They about to be in high school. As you are. And you're not sure of yourself. Sometimes you're going through puberty. Some girls develop faster than others. Some boys develop in certain ways that others don't. You can have a stage of acne. You got to figure out how you want to wear your hair. You got to figure out your personality. You got to figure out so many things about who you want to become and who you are. If you're looking at it from a teenage perspective, do you feel like some parents can be hard on a teenager just because they're figuring out so many things about themselves and they are unsure or do you feel like what do you feel like like parents should be a little more lenient in a teenager when they when they're 12 13 years old because you're trying to come into figuring out who you are or what do you feel like what's your perspective on that i feel like parents i have there's a serious issue with adults and how they just forgot what it's like to be a kid like, it's like once you hit the age of 20, you pay a bill, boom. High school, middle school, elementary school, school, college, everything is just out of your mind. That's it what it seems is. like. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it kind of is. So it's like you just have no sympathy for your child. You see she's going through all this stuff about a boy, about acne, about how she look, about how she feel. And you just like, why? You're not asking. You're not like. So you feel like parents should be more empathetic towards teenagers. Like, you know, you've been through this before. So why are you not understanding what I'm going through? Especially like when, like, if you do something your parent did, like you said the wrong team, you said the wrong thing to a person on another team. Now you off the team for trash talking. If my mom and deal that. I feel like, oh, she should get why I did that because I'm the mini version of her. Yeah, you're the mini version of her, but you also been instilled something. Like you went back, remember you said earlier, you was like, if you put that in your child, then 
you can't say, well, I'm going to whoop you if I didn't instill that in you. But if you did instill it, like your mama tell you, don't talk bad to people. Close your mouth. And then you'll go out and if you do it anyway. Now it's, I told you not to do these certain things. I told you don't do these certain things. You do it. So now it's true what you say. I'm the mini version of you, but we want y'all to be better than us. So when you instilling stuff, you I'm going to act like it. I'm instilling, and some parents do, some parents don't. If I instill in you more than what I know, if I instill in you way more, way more things than my parents instilled in me, and I'm consistently staying on you about that, I expect better from you. Now, you do slip up. You got to have, it's the first time for you doing everything and getting in trouble for something. So, I, I be leaning, I'm leaning it the first time. And then, if I got to keep on repeating myself, then it's a problem. So you basically feel like adults they get they they get past a struggle and act like they never been there before. That's exactly what they do, especially with school. And you try and like like if I try and go to my mama and be like, "Oh, school stressing me out. I got this project. I got this project. I got band class. I got a performance. I got a tryout. I got to do all of this." It's like you ain't paying no bills. You don't have a job to go to, so why right. you why you talking about your stress and you're not, and you're just completely invalidating how I feel, just because I don't pay bills. There are still stresses outside of bills and stuff like that. Okay, okay, well that makes sense. I agree with that. I mean, college was my college was for more. I, I say it's the hard. It was the hardest four years of my life. So school is definitely a struggle. Um. Okay, well, that's next. Feelings. As a teenager, how do you look at it? How you, How is your perspective on feeling like adults don't, they just shut kids down, they don't pay attention to their feelings, or they feel like they don't have feelings, or what do you feel as a teenager? And you looking at different perspectives of parenting as you've been around different women, different men. How do you feel like adults handle kids and their emotions and their feelings? Horribly. Why? Because... With kids, they just like, like what I just said a minute ago, you don't pay bills. You don't have a car to get up and drive your kids to school every morning. You don't have a house. You don't have all this stuff to do. Yet you sitting up here complaining to me like I care. And that's where kids feel like, oh, I'm getting invalidated. My feelings don't matter because I'm not paying bills. So let me sit down, shut up and act like ain't nothing happening. Let all this build up in me. And I have no way to express it safely because my mom or my daddy just told me I ain't paying no bills, so I do, so it doesn't matter. And that's where they. So have this... you ever been around an adult that just <clears throat> you that listened to you that or that you felt like you know like okay I can say this to you I could talk. It, do you think it's adults out there like that? Or do you think all of us just feel like you know if you ain't paying no bills, shut up. I don't feel like all of y'all are like that. I feel like most, like a good 80, 93% of y'all are like that. Because <laughs> there's like those special teachers, like my, my teacher, Ms. Herring, she's one of the teachers where it's like, oh, let me sit down and talk to you instead of sending you to the principal's office. You get an alternative school for 30 days. So you feel like you just communication is key. Like that it should be People respect don't. and they should listen on both ends. Yeah, it's they not should. Enough. Especially with boys. Because boys get their feelings validated a lot. 
boys they get their feelings validated invalidated they be like oh. oh you a boy you crying why you crying boys don't cry right so boys feel like i can't eat. that's why men are the way they are that's because right. they've been so emotionally denied right because certain things have been like oh this is for girls why are you crying why are you happy? Why are you showing any type of emotion? Right. You should That's be a true. solid, hard, strong man. That's true. So you got to reverse the curse. If you know that, if you when you know that, you have to make sure you spread that knowledge because a lot of people don't know that. So There are a lot of people who still project those views into their boy. I seen a video That's right. of a girl who slapped her son and called him a gay A.B., Cause he was doing that Meg the Stallion dance, and he did that part, and she was like, "And so you had to understand a lot of stuff started in household. So it's it's it all starts at home. So if you see something now and you know, just I tell you when you're around Courtney, you're an example. So all the examples they start in the household, and from the way a mama treat a son, the son treat the mama, the daughter treat the mama." The all the relationships they start in the house, so you build right there in the house. So, okay, next up then, love, love. So many things I've got to tell you, but I'm afraid I don't know how. Okay, so this is one of my favorite songs. With love, you're a teenage. 12-year-old perspective, again. 12. 13-year-old perspective. Excuse me. Okay, 13-year-old perspective. When it comes to love and affection these days from parents, do you feel like most teenagers are denied? Do you feel like their mothers and fathers are oblivious to the fact that teenagers need more love and affection? Or do you feel like the generation of parents, they just lack in that area as a whole. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Baby. I feel, yeah, I do agree with them. A parent, parents automatically, like, that's just common sense that you know your child has to feel love to some extent. Like, they have to know I'm waking up and doing this every day because I love you. Not because I just want to be a responsible parent. Not because I want to just make sure you are alive to the age of 18. Then you're legal so I can let you go. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this because I love you. And I'll continue to do this because I love you. Mm -hmm. Some parents are so cold to the point where it's like, I'm, I, I just don't get it sometimes. Like, how can you be that way to your child? Well, let me tell you this. And I'm going to just leave you with this. I, I'm not going to justify nothing. I'm not going to give you an answer for nothing. But what I will say is people can only do what they are taught and exposed to. If you see any event where somebody doing something, you like, why is he doing that? It's because that's what he's been taught and that's what he's been exposed to. He don't know nothing else outside of what he's been taught or what he's been exposed to. Because a lot of people don't take their own time and research. So whatever they saw coming up in that household, so you go back. However you feel like something your mama do, you got to see what you got to look at her household, what she was taught. 
Then you got to look in that mama household. It goes back generations and generations. When you see somebody say, man, my, my father, he ain't no father. He ain't no real father. You got to ask yourself, did he have a father? Did his father have a father? And it's not an excuse. But what I'm telling you is it really is. Some people only know what somebody has taught them. And most people have not really been taught nothing. They have not, no values, no morals, or nothing instilled in them. Some people literally just came up raising themselves, going to the refrigerator, getting food. The mama didn't say nothing. They don't know how to do nothing. And then you got to think what their mama came up with and their mama came up with. So some people only know what they've been exposed to and what they've been taught. That's... It don't mean it's right what they've been taught. That don't mean they've been taught something right. It's just whatever they've been taught and whatever they've been exposed to, that's all they can give you. That's all they know. You can't give what you don't have. You can't give love and affection if you've never been exposed to it. It sounds weird, but it's it's a it's it's a way that a lot of things happen to what, what you're saying. Like it goes back to that. So again, from the teenage perspective, do you feel like parents today lack affection and love? Yes, I do. Do you feel like it should be more given to a teenager because what? I feel like most parents today are too materialistic. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm paying the bills. I got you this and I got you this. Why don't you feel like I love you? Because you don't sit like you don't give me hugs. You don't tell me good job when I do this. Mm-hmm. You don't. The only attention you give me is negative attention. And when I do something good, you just say that's what you're supposed to do. And But guess what? I, we grew up like that. We didn't grow up getting hugs. Nobody telling us they love us and everything else. And guess that's why I say it's a cycle. Now, you got to look back. My mama didn't grow up getting hugs. Getting nobody told us. She said the same thing. Now, you go back further. My grandma didn't get no hugs and get no love. Now, now you go back further. My great-grandma said she didn't get no hugs, no love. Now you go back further. You see what I'm saying? And it, it's a cycle. Because whatever somebody has not been taught or whatever been, ain't been placed upon them, they subconsciously push it out. That same effort they push out. Now, it takes work to undo that. Now, the cycle can be broken. See, that's my that's my goal. To, to like love on my baby. I always tell I love her to be real loving so she can be real loving to others, which I think I think she is like that when she want to be. Now, she got both sides, but it's a cycle. See, you had, you had that power when you had a child. When you had a baby, you was like, I have to make a decision. Am I going to try and put effort into this child and make this child the best person they can be from this age to when they're born to when they grow up to be an adult and they're still asking me for advice on stuff yeah but see that's me everybody mindset ain't like mine i i put in my head i want to reverse the curse so the next one probably be like what curse? They, they probably not even pick up on what's going on. They probably don't even feel like they lack love or intention See, and because down, especially down here, what we you have... down here in the South? Down here in, in Alabama with black people. Like, we have a different set of beliefs than the media and up north in every other state. Because it's like, we have these conservative police. 
black people are very conservative in a way where like they want to stick to the old beliefs whether they're good or whether they're bad so with attention and affection and love yeah we really back in with attention affection and love you feel like teenagers need more of that because why why do why does a teenage need a teenager needs more attention affection and more love from their parents today because it's like they're finna go out into the world and be because you can tell like there are a lot of boys who like oh i got my heart broken second grade so i'm gonna be i'm gonna cheat on every girl i date just mm-hmm. because that one girl didn't sit with me or do something else stupid right. you have to like amp it up Mm-hmm. because that's when they're about to go out and have a serious effect on other people. Right. Not the same people they've been going to school the last four, eight years with. So a parent has to come in, you think, like you have to show com- more. If you see your middle schooler being like, oh, I hate girls, you can be like, okay, that's just middle school stuff. Girls gonna say they hate boys and boys gonna say they hate girls, but when you see... That they can that that behavior continued all the way up into their what sophomore junior year. Mm-hmm. You got to be like, okay, it's time for me to put on my parenting hat and see what I can do to tell my kid, hey, you don't hate boys. You just had one bad experience with a boy. That's not, and you don't need to generalize the whole male population population. okay all right that makes sense that makes sense so with finances with finances being a teenager seeing the money come through your hands seeing how money works and spend so fast and it goes so fast and it don't it don't last what is your perspective from you being a 13 year old teenager what is your perspective on finances like? Do you feel like parents should give y'all chores for money? Just give y'all allowance? Do you feel like money should be just given to you? I don't feel like money should just be given to me. Because when I was living with my Aunt Tracy, I did have an allowance. I had like $5 a week for like school snacks. And I feel like that gave me this tiny bit of spoiledness. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so I don't... You were need... entitled. You were entitled to... I feel. wasn't entitled. I felt entitled at the time before I am today. Because now I feel like giving your child allowance is raising them up to believe I can receive money without putting in any hard work, doing anything to be- any benefit anybody else, or doing anything at all, I can just have money put in my hand. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like I should get an allowance unless I'm doing some chores. Like, if mama's going to give me money for cleaning the dishes, resetting up the living room, wiping down all the tables, wiping down the mirrors, I would be like, okay, I get that. I did some work, so I get some money. Mm-hmm. That's how the real world works. If you're not training your child for real world finances, they're not going. they're going to go out Boom, money going to be gone and they going to come to you. Oh, can I get my weekly allowance? Right on. They not under your roof no more. You gave that to them for like spending money. Okay. 
Okay. All right. So with grooming and keeping y'all self up, the teenage age is very difficult. Y'all do a lot of stuff. Y'all don't care how y'all be walking out of the house. Y'all want to do what y'all want to do. Some days y'all want to wake up feel like this. Some days y'all wake up feel like this. Some days you want to try some color. Some days you want to try some lashes. The next day you want to do this. Y'all all over the place because y'all trying to learn who y'all are and y'all becoming. Exactly. So do you feel like... With the grooming and, and just trying to make kids stick to, hey, what is, make sure you, you, you know, you, do you feel like the parents of the teenagers are too hard on the teenagers at this age because you're trying to figure out? Or do you feel like a mama should be able to say, hey, your hair looking like that. Hey, make sure you, you, you going to cut that hair, boy. You know, and do you feel like a kid is like, okay, he 13, he's like, I'm going to grow my hair out. And the mama's like, no, I want you to cut your hair. And he like, no, I want to grow my hair. Like, do you feel like 13 years old that y'all can figure out what y'all really want? Because we just established that y'all are all over the place. So do you feel like it's good for a mother or parent to step in or father to say, hey, boy, you're going to have to cut their hair. It's looking bad. Or do you feel like it should be like, okay, let the man grow his hair. Let him grow his hair and see what he's going to do with it. I feel like with appearance type stuff, you can let your child experiment to a certain limit. Mm -hmm. Like, if your child want to get, like with black girls, if I want to get red braids one day, okay, they're red braids. That's, that's not my real hair. Mm -hmm. I can cut this, take it out, and have my natural hair back the next day. So you denying me fake hair in my head for a good two months just seems real odd, you know? And, like, with cutting your hair, even if he decides to grow his hair out for a good minute, when he cuts that hair, all that hair is gone. Mm -hmm. So, for you to be like, uh, I won't let you cut your hair out. I won't let you grow your hair out for a month just so after that month when you decide you don't like that style because we all over the place, apparently. You want to cut it off and get waves instead of dreads. Either way, the hair gonna come off. So what's the problem with delaying the process just so your son can figure out what looks good on him, what makes him feel good? Like, if your son feel good in the afro so he don't want to get that little... That, that, that one style, just let him be him. It makes him happy and it makes him feel good about himself. Okay, okay, so... All right. Well, that's great perspective. That's great perspective. You got anything else you want to add in just from a teenage perspective? Overall, what would you like to tell parents coming from a teenage perspective? Stop being insensitive towards children who don't know what they're doing because you were in that same place doing the same decisions. So you have no right treat them a different way than you were treated all right you heard it here first um thank you thank you i think that was some great insight coming from a 13 year old um teenage perspective she is growing and developing so i wanted to get that input from her because like i said i'm talking to kids on a daily basis um we're dealing with mentorship and we're doing that heavy so there's a lot of stuff that come up a lot of topics come up in the home i'm dealing with a three finna be four year old so there's a lot of topics that come up with that 
and we have to just be careful on what we say. We have to be careful on what we do. And if you have not, please go to Amazon.com and pick up that second book. It's called The Non-Perfect Guide to Parenting. Amazon.com, The Non-Perfect Guide to Parenting. Just giving some tips and some pointers on um, what to expect from motherhood and not to go in with a negative attitude. Make sure you only keep positive vibes about motherhood, parenthood, fatherhood. It's all dope. It's only what you make it. So... I appreciate y'all for listening to tonight's episode or today's episode. Whenever you catch it, whenever you listen to it, I appreciate you all. Y'all make sure y'all go to Amazon and get that book. And last but not least, I want to say this. Um, Mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, aunties and uncles, talk, talk, and listen to um, in my book. I speak on that. And the the reason that, 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 um, that tip, that step or chapter, whatever you want to call it, is called talk, talk, and listen to. Talk, talk, and listen to. These children are sponges. They are forced to listen to everything that we got going on. They are forced to um, sit around and indulge in conversations with adults or may not be forced to, but they are there. So we have to understand that you can talk all day, you can talk all day, but you must listen to what they say as well. They have a voice, they have feelings, and it's not right to cast them away. We talk all day. They listen by force, not even by choice sometimes. So make sure you talk to them. You talk to them. It's always a lesson to be teaching. It's moments to teach, but you definitely need to listen too. So keep your ears open. We got two ears and one mouth for a reason. Jakiri? Do not tell your kid. Just because you're an adult, you can do something without explaining it to them when it comes to them. Because they feel like if they're involved and something's going to affect them, they should at least have some smidgen of a say of it in it. And not just having people tell them what to do about them 24-7. Okay. Slave-like. All right. So... That is the 42nd podcast episode. I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all for listening. Y'all make sure y'all follow Prices Motivation on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Stick with the movement. I appreciate you all. Be looking forward to their bike tour. It will be coming up in June. Looking forward to the bike tour with Prices Motivation. Y'all stay locked in. Thank y'all for listening. Peace.